What is happening, guys? Welcome back to the show. Um, this is Harmonic Whiskey Tales and our little Formula One special from the um, Grande Primo de Portugal race, which is the Portugal Grand Prix uh, for these uh, for these people who aren't fluent in uh, Portuguese. So, um, not the most exciting of races. I, w- I wasn't sure whether I was even going to do a summary on the slightly more boring races, but there's some good stuff to talk about. Um, let's just briefly talk about the qualifying. So Bottas qualified in P1, Hamilton P2, Verstappen P3, Paris P4, but was a bit off the pace, although only just behind Verstappen. Verstappen did actually get the fastest qualifying time, but he went wide at turn four, and they're really policing these like track limits uh, this year. Um, which is, I don't know, Verstappen seemed pissed off about it a little bit, but, well, they, maybe more so about people who were kind of getting in his way a little bit. Um, so, yeah, and he actually came a cropper today with that track limit rule as well. And, I mean, it's in place and everyone has to follow it, so I just, I think it's a good thing. So, anyway. Um, yeah, qualifying, I mean, the real standouts really, George Russell, again, did really well, got P11, um, he actually outqualified Alonso, Sonoda, Ricardo, Stroll, all hearing faster cars than him. So, I mean, pretty impressive, really. So, and he actually only missed out on getting into Q3, which would be, I think, a first for Williams in the last few years, like first time in a lot in a about two or three years they've managed it um he was like literally a tenth of a second off so that was a bit going for him but you know never mind um yeah i mean ricardo was the real big one he went out in q1 which was just catastrophic for him i mean he just couldn't and he's only just out of q1 as well really but the track was it's still relatively new surface like it only got resurfaced this time last year so it's still a bit slippy and it was very windy, which is just causes havoc for a Formula One car. So um, he just got caught out. And it's one of those tracks that, you know, 10 minutes difference and it can be a completely different track to drive on. It's just crazy, apparently. And, and no one really knows quite why certain tyres and just environmental differences just make a massive difference with lap time. So, so yeah, Ricardo got caught out. Stroll as well, so that was probably the biggest things from um, Q1 and then Q2, pretty standard. I mean, um, yeah, like I said, Russell, probably the standout there. Alonso still isn't quite getting to grips with the Alpine, but he's doing better. He did okay in the race. So, yeah, it was pretty good. And then um, with the uh, the top guys, um, Verstappen got the quickest time but got that time deleted because of uh, the track limits on turn four and then Bottas it was actually his first run and he was literally what was it he was 118.348 and Hamilton was 118.355 I mean that actually showed the difference on camera like the physical difference and it was literally about two inches or something insane so um, yeah pretty mad uh, and that was both their first runs. Second runs, the wind picked up and no one improved on their time. So, um, yeah, there we go. It was quite an exciting qualifying. It was pretty good. Well done to Bottas for his, uh, I think it was his 17th pole position. So that was good. Um, then for the race. So, yeah, not the most exciting of races. I'll go through the results and we'll go from there. So we've got Lewis Hamilton P1, good drive from him. Verstappen P2, um, Bottas P3. 
Um, and he actually he got the bonus point for the fastest lap, and we'll get back to that in a minute. That was quite interesting what happened there. Sergio Perez P4, um, pretty average race for him. Um, he got a P4, which is really all Red Bull want is a minimum of a P4 from him. So it's, you know, I guess he did a good job, but he, I mean, he ran the tyres for an incredibly long amount of time on his first stint. So he, he was just, uh, I think he actually got driver of the day for that, but he was quite, uh, he had a not so great start and then he managed to claw it back and then he was kind of just stuck in Neyman's land for the majority of the race because he lost too much time at the start to um, catch up uh, to the front runners because um, Bottas, Verstappen and Hamilton were almost in a bit of a class of their own. Um, they just kind of scampered off and built a pit stop gap, basically, like 35 seconds or something. So, um, yeah, Perez did okay, actually. You're not too bad. Um, but his first stint was majestic on, on a set of mediums that a lot of people were struggling on. So he, he went like... Um, it was almost forty-five laps or something on a set of on a set of mediums, which is just insane. But anyway, um, then we got P five Lando Norris, really good drive from him. He's just he's just driving so well at the moment. Um, Charles Leclerc P six for Ferrari again. He's driving really well. Uh, they had massive issues with the medium tire, uh, and that's why Science finished where he did. We'll get to that in a second. So that was yeah P six for Charles Leclerc. Esteban Ocon for Alpine P seven. Fernando Alonso P eight for Alpine. Really good job from them. The Alpine have um, they've really made a, a step up in performance over the last few races. So they're I think legitimately in the top five of cars at the moment I'd say between Red Bull, McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari they're, they're right in that mix um, so yeah that was P8 for Alonso, P9 Daniel Ricciardo, pretty good result considering he started 16th um, so well done to him, really good drive, um, Pierre Gasly for AlphaTauri, P10, so that was last of the point finishes, solid drive from him that AlphaTauri is it runs very hot and cold, I think. Um, Sonoda's struggling with it. But again, he's a rookie, so you've got to give him a few races. He's definitely fast, but he just needs to eliminate a few little mistakes. Though he had a pretty, pretty cream race this this, this race. So um, hang on, I'm getting distracted again. Uh, that was Gasly for Alphatari. Yeah, then Carlos Sainz, P11. He went on the medium tyre quite early on because he started on the soft and had a really good start, actually. Um, and then the medium tyre just destroyed his race. The car just did not work on it, so he, he ended up getting passed by a lot of people. So tough race for him, but I think they would have learned a lot from that, hopefully, so that's good. Um, Giovinazzi, P12 for Alfa Romeo, great result for them. Um, well, good position, I suppose. Vettel, P13 for Aston Martin. Lance Stroll, 14 for Aston Martin. They struggled, but Vettel seems to be getting the hang of the car a bit more now. So I think... They're gonna definitely, <coughs> excuse me. They're definitely gonna progress further up the grid in the next few races. I think so. They're getting the hang of it. But yeah, it was a difficult race for them. I think the wind really affected the car. Uh, Yuki Sonoda P15 for AlphaTauri again. A bit up and down for him. He just sort of he's got the speed. He just needs experience. I think so. He's he's definitely a really good prospect. So um, yeah. He's a very likable guy as well, so um, so that'll be good to keep an eye on him. So, okay, result for him. Uh, George Russell, 16th, really tough race for him. Um, I mean, he was a standout of the slower cars for sure, but it was, um, yeah, I mean, tricky, tricky for him. 
uh, Mick Schumacher for Haas. That's almost, to me, one of the drives of the day because Latifi was 18th, Mazepin was 19th. Mazepin's just completely well off the pace. I think he finished like a minute behind Williams, you know, like, and the guy in the same car, Mick Schumacher, was, yeah, like a minute ahead of him, which just seems really weird. I mean, he just, yeah, he's really struggling. Um, and then Raikkonen didn't finish. He went off on the first lap. He clipped his teammate, actually. He was messing with his steering wheel on the straight and uh, wasn't paying attention and just clipped the back of his teammate. And just luckily it didn't hurt his teammate. It just damaged his front wing. And then there was a safety car and we'll get to that in a minute. So, um, yeah, I think Mick Schumacher, really good job from him. He's just going really slow and steady. He's not like setting any masterful laps or really standout performances yet, but he's real slow, steady, not making any mistakes in the race. And he got past the Williams, which um, was pretty good going, I think. So he was pretty pleased with that. So that's really good from him. Um, definitely watch out for him. I'd say I think he'll get the Alfa Romeo seat next year. And that'll be a second year in Formula One. And then maybe be with them for a couple of more seasons, maybe two seasons, and then hopefully get that Ferrari seat. But it's going to be difficult with Sainz and um, Leclerc because they're both really good. So, I mean, unless Sainz gets poached into... Oh, I don't know where he'd go. I think he just has to stay with Ferrari, really. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult for Schumacher to get in that Ferrari, but... I mean, they're kind of grooming him for it. So, um, but he's got. To, I think he's got to prove himself. I don't think he's got the. Maybe I don't. Think, I don't know if he's got the raw speed of like Sainz or um, Leclerc. So, mm, I guess we'll have to see. But anyway, yeah. So the actual race. I mean, the start was. Um, uh, it was literally one lap in, and and um, as I was saying, Raikkonen had that shunt with his teammate, lost his front win. He parked it pretty safely, but they still had to get a safety car out because there was too much debris on the straight. So they got rid of all that, a few laps in. And then um, at this point, um, Sainz was actually up to fourth at that point because he had a really good start because he was on the softs. And then the race just went away from him in the end. And actually, Norris probably had the move of the day kind of around the outside of turn four or five, I think it was, up the hill blind crest round the outside it's, it was a, such a great move it was awesome so that was yeah that was really good that probably got him that position really in the end that fifth so um so yeah that's good uh and then hang on what where was i where was i uh yeah so the restart after the safety car once Raikkonen's damage had been cleared away and stuff um Bottas was in the lead at this point Hamilton was second Verstappen third and Bottas did this sneaky thing. I don't know if he was watching his mirrors, but Hamilton was literally, he was, he was weaving around a bit. And then Hamilton was saying, he literally looked to see what Mac was doing. And as he looked, Bottas just bolted and um, caught Hamilton by surprise. Max went and then um, he managed to hold off Max. Um, I think it, he managed to hold him off. Oh no, I think Max got round him actually on that, on that, corner um into turn one 
So he really messed up there. And he was just like, he was really pissed off about it. <laughs> he made such a big mistake. But he, um, it didn't take him long to catch Max in the end. It was a few laps. And then he got, he kept in the DRS for about five or six laps and then got close enough and just sailed past him pretty much. Like the, the Mercedes power was, I think it's, Honda definitely have closed the gap in terms of power, in terms of the engine. But I think Mercedes still have the edge. And I think that was on display today and also you don't know whether Mercedes might have been running a little bit less downforce as well so um, it's yeah he, he did get past him pretty easily but Stappen came on the radio and just said he was basically a sitting duck so there's not much he could do about it so it, that was kind of exciting and then Hamilton just closed the gap to Bottas and just they kept going round and round and round and just a bit of tyre management going on and then when Hamilton kind of sensed he was close enough um, he literally did it on his first opportunity as soon as he was close enough and had the DRS he just did this really bold move and, and got past him um, and once that happened he built his gap like five second gap you know, like he does managed the tyres and then Bottas was under fire from Verstappen and then it I think in the end yeah I think Verstappen got a good move on Bottas um, after the first pit stop so Verstappen came in first onto the hard tyres, it was just a one-stop race. So they went from the soft, the medium tyres to the hard tyres. Verstappen had that one lap, and he actually, Bottas came in the following lap, and he did come out in front of Verstappen. So Verstappen was trying the undercut, where you come in earlier, and then you're on newer tyres, so theoretically you can go faster, and you can kind of leapfrog them in the pit stop. But that didn't work. But what did work was, because Bottas came out on these hard tyres, it took about a quarter of a lap or about a third of a lap for the tyres to really generate the heat and start working properly. So the first, like, three turns, like, Bottas was basically driving a rally car. He was, like, starting all over the place, and Verstappen just um, managed to make the most of that and get past him right then. And that, that got him that P2 in the end. And then Bottas kind of got that pace back in the in the tyres pretty soon into that lap and they kind of maintained a pretty even four to five second gap between first, second and third, um, kind of respectively. So that was kind of hovering pretty well and then Bottas started the charge, got to about 1.2 seconds of Verstappen and then had this uh, a sensor issue. It was like a heat sensor saying that the exhaust was overheating so it cut the power and like reduced the power to compensate for that but it was actually just a sense of fault it wasn't actually the the uh, exhaust overheating at all so he lost power for like i don't know about a lap um and then he so he lost that from 1.2 seconds he dropped to like five seconds off and that kind of ruined his charge which is a real shame because i think that mercedes had the pace on the red bull to get past on the straight with the drs and stuff so he could have had a p2 there um and then the rest of the race kind of Went pretty well. I mean, Alonso just went on a charge. He was quite low down, and he just he just suddenly, when he went on the hard tyres, they just had great pace, and he just smashed up the uh, from like fifteenth up to eighth. Um, Ricardo, again, he was on a pretty difficult strategy, um, similar strategy to Perez and to Sainz. Sainz came off the worst because the medium tyre just didn't work for him, so literally everyone was just getting past him really easily he was just like a literally a sitting duck there um so Ocon got past Ricardo got past Gassi got past him and he managed to hold on to that um 11th place but he could have even got passed by the Alfa Romeo had it not finished when it did so 
Um, and yeah, Perez, pretty lonely race for him, but he did the job. Uh, Norris, again, pretty lonely-ish race for him. He did have Leclerc behind him, but Leclerc wasn't, the, the Ferrari just didn't have the pace to get past the McLaren. So that was pretty solid. And then, you know, Ocon and Alonso for Alpine, I think they, they're the standout team performance for the day I think I think that was a really good job from them um, and actually also Red Bull to, to beat one of the Mercedes when really the Mercedes was the quicker car so that really comes down to Max and also that issue that Bottas had because I think I reckon Bottas would have got him so um, yeah uh, the other thing I think I've covered all the main things Russell, Sonoda, Stroll. Yeah, Aston Martin was just quiet for both of them. They just, you know, Vettel had a pretty strong drive, but, you know, they, yeah, not the greatest for them. But I think that's just the car more than anything at the moment. So, that kind of 13th and 14th. So, um, yeah, so, okay, let's get to the last few laps of the race. So, we had Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. Bottas was about five seconds off Verstappen. Once they fixed the problem, he dropped the time, but then he managed to hold on to that five-second gap. And there was a similar five or six second gap from Verstappen to Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton was cruising. There was no way Verstappen could have got close to him because Hamilton at this point was just tyre saving and just, you know, he'd have, he could have upped the pace if he wanted to. So what they did, and this all started with Red Bull, Perez had a free pit stop because the gap to Norris was large enough so he could come into the pits towards the end and put on a set of soft tyres and go for the fastest lap, which you get a bonus point for. So he came in and did that, put in a, reasonable lap time but it wasn't great um and you only really get one shot at it because then the tires will drop off so much so you, you know you can't do much beyond one decent fast lap so that happened and then when that happened mercedes which was i think a massive tactical error from them luckily it, it worked out for them by sheer fucking luck i mean i don't know how they managed it but excuse for the effort and jeff in there but so Perez came in and did it, which then meant Bottas had a big enough gap to also do that because he wasn't going to catch Verstappen at this point. So they're like, right, sod it. Bottas, you come in, we'll put soft tyres on and you can have a crack at the fastest lap. Now, what they should have done in retrospect is wait until two laps before the end. So he came in and then had the final lap to get the fastest lap. But they didn't. They came in too early. So he came in, did that put the tyres on, he got the fastest lap, bonus points, sorted. But then Red Bull were like, well, we're not going to catch Hamilton. We've now got a free pit stop in hand. So they brought Verstappen in and put some soft tyres on him for him to try and get the fastest lap. So then suddenly Mercedes went from not wanting to give Perez the bonus point and wanting to get it to Bottas. But then what they actually did was just then hand that bonus point to Verstappen, which really, when it comes down to the world championship, these little points, one point here and there, like the fastest lap and this like sprint qualifying thing, which we'll, I'll get to close to the time because I don't really know anything about it at the moment. Um, so they just handed Verstappen this bonus point basically because they showed their cards too early with Bottas. Bottas put a time in, Verstappen came out, beat that time and it was on like the last lap as well. So then there was no one could answer back on it. Um, so then boom, Hamilton wins, Verstappen passes start finish line gets the fastest lap extra point regroups at what the point that he lost last week that Hamilton got the fastest lap on and um and that would have been it and it would have been a massive blunder from Mercedes to have done that um but Verstappen turn four 
exceeded track limits, got his lap time deleted, lost the fastest lap point. So he went back to Bottas. So it was so lucky. Um, and again, little mistakes like that is going to cost Verstappen this year. He's got to, he's got to stop those little mistakes. He shouldn't have. He knew the track limits were there because he lost the track limit in qualifying. And then he, he claimed to say, oh, I didn't know that they were doing that there, but they were. Clearly they were. So, and then, you know, Red Bull, like, oh, well, it's been so confusing with a number of things. It's just like, well, come on, you're a bloody, you know, title contender, Formula One racing team. You should get your head around the latest rules for the track limits that get given to you. So anyway, so yeah, what could have been a massive tactical blunder from Mercedes? Because what the Mercedes should have done was just gone, nah, we won't bother with it. Perez can have the point. In the World Championship race, it doesn't really matter because Perez isn't on the pace enough at the moment to really be a threat. And so what if Mercedes, if a Red Bull get one extra point in the title championship? The the title championship for the team is one point I don't think is going to make a massive difference, but um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, just, I just don't think they thought, realised what they'd done. And, and when they did it, and then they were like, oh, actually, Verstappen can do this and take the point. And then suddenly that one point that Verstappen could have got over Hamilton I mean, that could be the end of the year. It literally could come down to like one or two points. Really, it's going to be that close, I think. So, yeah. Uh, even Hamilton was like, oh, should I go for it? And they were just like, nah. He just didn't want to risk it. So, um, so, he probably could have done it as well. And then that would have been interesting. But the risk is if you come in for a pit stop that late on and you have like a bad pit stop or a wheel gets stuck or the wheel gun malfunctions, and which does happen quite a lot, then suddenly... Uh, three second stop turns into a 10 second stop and boom, you get passed by someone, you lose a position. So yeah, it's, um, it's interesting that, and I think Mercedes might think more carefully about going for this fastest lap thing again. And if they do, I think you're going to find in future, if they do have the situation again, they're going to leave it to the very last possible lap to try and get it if there's an opportunity to do it, because if you do it, then, I mean, I don't know, but the trouble is you could come in and do it and the guy behind you could then also come in and do it and then you've both got two people trying to go for the fastest lap. So that makes it quite interesting and then at least it's kind of a bit more fair and I don't know. I'm probably waffling on randomly about that for no reason, but I thought it was quite interesting and a bit of a tactical F up from Mercedes there. So um, I'll, I'll be interested to see if they comment on that really, but I don't know if they would or whether, I don't know. Anyway, but it was, I don't know, like I said, not the most exciting of races, but I think for the drivers, they found it quite good because it was quite high pressure for Hamilton and Verstappen and Bottas. It was, you know, it was pretty full on and it was very difficult. I think that's what we don't realise when we're watching it on TV. You don't really realise how difficult it is, what they're doing and how hard it is. And given the weather and the wind especially it was so difficult to drive and, and not make a mistake there so they all did a really good job I mean you have to remember that so um and Hamilton was buzzing afterwards because he just said it was really difficult so um and Verstappen hated the whole weekend because he just doesn't like the track it's just too slippy but I mean hopefully the track will bed in a bit better over the next few years because it, it seems like it's a great track and there's loads of passing it's exciting to watch because it's all the undulation on the track. It's like literally a roller coaster. It's amazing. So hopefully they keep the track and it just gets um, slightly 
better to drive. But then, to be honest, it makes it exciting. I mean, even though it was kind of a boring race, it still was quite watchable. So, um, I mean, the only problem is we've got a very boring race next weekend, potentially, in um, Barcelona, because it's, it's very difficult to pass there. But we'll get to see the cars. We'll get to see how good the cars really are at this track, because it's really the test of a, of a Formula 1 car with a downforce level. So that's going to be interesting to see. I think we'll see where people really are because this this track, it's a bit of a hit and miss. It's it's a very confusing track for them to get their head around performance. So whereas Barcelona, it's it's where they do a lot of the testing. So it's a very tried and tested track and they, they can understand things better. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they are. I think we'll see if Alpine... Um, if, if their performance is legitimate and how good they are, I think they're going to be closer to McLaren. And I think they're going to be, I think McLaren could be very close to Mercedes and Red Bull. Maybe, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. The Ferrari are right up there too. It's going to be really cool. I think it could be a good race, even though not much passing maybe, but who knows? Um, anyway, I think I've waffled enough. Thank you for tuning in. That was Harmonic Whiskey Tales. We'll try and do a bit more of a normal Harmonic Whiskey Tales and get someone on soon. Um, it's been difficult to get people interested, really. I don't know why. Anyway, never mind. Um, but we'll we'll try. Um, we'll get John on again soon from sunny England. Um, probably Dave on again at some point. Um, that might have been him then with my phone beeping. But anyway, um, yeah, cheers for tuning in, guys. That was my little Formula One summary. We've got a back-to-back weekend, so Spain's next weekend, so we'll probably do another one then. We might get Dave involved for that one. Um, we might need a bit of an extra uh, person involved in the summary because it could be a boring race, but we'll see how it goes. But anyway, there we go. Cheers for tuning in, guys, and we'll be back soon. Cheers. Bye.